Hello, listeners. Mike Murphy here. Excited to be bringing you another episode of the ABB Solutions Podcast. I've got someone familiar with me today. I welcome back Todd Houston, Global Segment Manager for Process Industries. Todd, welcome back. Hi, Mike. Thanks. This is becoming a, a familiar thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If you keep doing such a great job, I'm going to have you on even more. <laughs> so uh, today's topic is on the pulp and paper industry, one of the largest and most energy-intensive industries out there. Everything from new construction to packaging materials. And don't we all still get excited seeing that Amazon box at our front door? Well, those boxes were created somewhere. ABB has a strong history providing high-quality and reliable solutions with pulp and paper. So I asked Todd to help me understand some of the type of motor applications you'll find here. So Todd, I wanted to look at this as, say, kind of like a process roadmap. We'll stick to a few main areas of the plant. So I guess let's get started where the trees end up, the wood yard. So here we're talking the great outdoors, but we're turning trees into chips. This seems like a very aggressive process. So can, can you talk about some of the applications we'll find here? Sure, Mike. The section where trees are converted into chips is called the wood yard. I'm not going to talk about every function in the wood yard, but I would like to highlight the main ones, namely the gantry crane, the debarker, and the log deck, and the chipper. When the trees arrive on site, they've already been delimbed, so we'll just have the uh, trunk of the tree. And those logs are set in a semicircular stack around the gantry train because gantry crane because the crane runs on a rail in a circular format. So the, the crane will pick up the logs, swing around, and then drop the logs onto as the feed to the debarking drum. The typical crane will, will require approximately 100 horsepower driving the hoist and about 60 horsepower total with either two or four motors driving each gantry leg. Now these motors are variable speed and, and so you would wanna select one of our RPM AC machines or perhaps a uh, VS master machine with a brake for the gantry legs. And as I mentioned, the purpose of this operation is strictly to feed the debarking drum. And then when, uh, when the trees move to the debarking, just as the name implies, it's an operation of removing the bark from the delimbed trees while keeping the wood loss to a minimum. So the operation consists of having the timber pass through a rotating drum or drums that may range from 15 feet long to as much as 100 feet in length. And the bark is removed through the interaction of the logs with the ribs of the drum, as well as the other logs in the drum. This process is necessary to prepare the wood for the chipping process. And the total horsepower required for this operation is as little as 50 horsepower or as much as 800 horsepower, depending on the length of the drums, the drum or drums. And for this operation, you would want to select a severe duty like a XEX, Baldor Reliance XEX motor or an 841 XL motor for this operation. And then from the uh, debarking drum, the logs will arrive at the log deck, which is a heavily armored chain conveyor with spiked chains used to carry the logs to the chipper. The chipper is the pacing item for this operation in the wood yard. And so the log deck is the feed to the chipper. So the speed of the log deck is very important. So the speed will be controlled either through 
uh, frequent stops, whether it be direct online or with a soft starter. But a good alternative would be to use a variable frequency drive. So you eliminate the inrush current, which is heavy consumer of energy. And it also is, is easier on the motor if you just vary the speed using a drive versus continuous stops and starts. And this operation usually requires 50 horsepower or less. When we move to the chipper, uh, as I mentioned, it is the, uh, the pacing item for the wood yard. And the, as the name indicates, it turns logs into chips of wood that are approximately one to two inches long in preparation to create the pulp. There are typically two or more chippers because of the need for redundancies. Chippers are high maintenance items and the redundancy allows the operation to continue through maintenance cycles. The motor requirements may range from about 200 horsepower to 2000 horsepower, depending on the size of the operation. And again, you would want a severe duty type product, whether it be our XEX or 841XL type machine for this, whether you're using variable speed or constant speed. That covers the woodyard pretty well, Mike. All right, great, great. So um, it sounds that you brought up terms like like the pacing portion of the input of this whole facility. So um, it sounds to me like reliability is absolutely critical in this application. So uh, you you also brought up uh, XEX 841. That takes into account some of the environmental extremes, possibly shock loads that these uh, applications would would witness. Absolutely. So. Most of the applications that I've discussed so far are either outdoors or in uh, maybe under a roof or in a, in a building that is not environmentally controlled. And so with the uh, two main products that I mentioned, the XEX and the 841XL, those are designed for outdoor applications. They're designed for severe duty situations and are well-suited for all of the applications that I mentioned, except for the crane, where you want a little more control than on a variable frequency drive than, than the 841 or the XEX can provide. Okay. All right. Okay, Todd. So the chips are now being conveyed into the next section. So let's take a, take a look at the pulping process. I understand there's a, there's a chemical and possibly a mechanical uh, means. Can you um, review a, in a bit more detail uh, letting us know the type of, of role that motors play in this section of the facility? Sure. As you mentioned, two main types to uh, turn the wood chips into pulp, chemical and mechanical. Now, the chemical process is more costly, but it does produce a higher quality paper. So when the really nice finish on, on the paper is necessary, you'll typically see the chemical pulping process. And it starts with steam wood chips and something called cooking liquor and those are added to a digester and that digester is a tower that's approximately 15 feet in diameter and 100 feet tall the cooking liquor is a water solution of sodium sulfide and sodium hydroxide so this is not liquor like you'd see on the weekend okay that's good to know <laughs> that's correct mike and this process requires about 20 motors ranging anywhere from one to 100 horsepower. And so this would again be a discrete application. It would be uh, the XEX product or the 841XL product that was mentioned before. When the output of the uh, digester is brown stock and that brown stock is washed and bleached and then is ready to be used to make paper. 
And the other main way of creating pulp is mechanical. Mechanical pulping is done with a large piece of equipment called a refiner that requires approximately 600 to 10,000 horsepower or more. The chips are in a slurry and they pass either through a conical or disc refiner that mechanically breaks down the chips into pulp. Think of like a grain mill where you'll have a rotating disc or cone and then a stationary disc or cone that the chips pass through and are are essentially torn into pulp. There's an alternative mechanical pulping option, and that is the use of a uh, pulper if you have recycled paper rather than wood chips. So the pulper is a small machine needing only maybe 100 to 500 horsepower because it's much easier to break paper into pulp than, than wood chips. And then just as in the chemical process, the pulp is bleached to the degree necessary for the product being made and then is ready to uh, make paper. Okay, great. I think a huge takeaway from that was just the amount of horsepower. That was that, that was enormous. And it sounds like these are definitely a huge energy user of the plant. So could you pretty much say that that efficiency is, is a huge, huge takeaway here for uh, the motors in use? Oh, there's no question when you have one operation that may consume up to 10,000 horsepower of load, every bit of efficiency that you can gain in these types of application is critical. And so you want to look for as high efficiency as you can when when applying motors really everywhere. But as you mentioned, with the amount of load that is on the machine here, you definitely want to look for high efficiency. Okay. And the chemical process, I, I can't help but think that with the washing and the bleaching and what the motors might be encountering, so certainly keeping those contaminants out, having the proper sealing, uh, that, that's definitely something that you need to make sure that, that motors have too, correct? No question. And and unlike the wood yard that, that has the environment and, and maybe, as you mentioned, some mechanical stresses and things like that, in the chemical process, obviously, the atmosphere may be exposed to some chemicals and uh, caustics and things of that nature that can really be rough on equipment. And so, yeah, the coating system and the, uh, the protection of the enclosure of the motor is critical to allow the equipment to continue to run for years and years okay, and decades right. even. Okay, great. All right, so after this pulping process, uh, this takes us into the paper machine. This is probably what a lot of folks that might not have toured a uh, plant before, what they picture at, at say, a paper mill. Um, so I'm envisioning a lot of rollers. Can, can you go over some of the quantity of rollers, and, and, and what does it take to, to make sure this application runs smoothly without interruption? Sure. So the paper machine, I'm going to talk about three main sections, the head box and forming section the press section and the dryer section. So the paper machine is a highly coordinated lineup of equipment and it requires precise control of the motors to ensure that the paper is made to the quality levels expected without breaking during the process. So the motors need to be high performance machines capable of dynamic response and the precision control required. It's a very coordinated piece of equipment you're producing a continuous web of paper. So without the coordinated, precise control, you, you cannot make a quality paper and it will tear during the process and, and it, it's just a mess. Okay, I can imagine, yeah, because you've got one roller that's shrinking in size and diameter and then you've got another that's increasing. So I can imagine speed control is absolutely critical. 
And so when we talk about a paper machine, as I mentioned, the head box and forming section, that is the very beginning of the process. There's a piece of equipment called the fan pump, and the fan pump will pump water and pulp in a slurry form into the head box. The purpose of the head box is to deliver a consistent amount of slurry across the width of the wire. So when we talk about the wire on a paper machine, the wire is a mesh screen belt that allows the water to drip through as it moves from the forming section to the press section. So imagine a continuous conveyor belt essentially made of a wire mesh and the head box uh, just continually puts a pulp and water slurry onto that mesh conveyor. And then as it moves along that conveyor, it will pass under a top wire, a, another mesh wire conveyor essentially. So that slurry pulp mixture will pass between the top the wire and the top wire to remove some of the water before it moves on to the press section. The power required for this section of a typical paper machine may require as much as a total of 2,500 horsepower. And that's for the fan pump, the head box, as well as the wire. And that will be maybe five to 10 motors. And these will be for the fan pump, just a standard discrete operation type motor, uh, variable speed, but you know, a typical severe duty A41XL type motor will will do the job. The rest of them need to be precision, high control, uh, whether it be our laminated frame, AC, RPM, AC machines, our VS master precision control, variable frequency drive operated machines, or even DC machines for some of the older paper mills that still use DC power. Then uh, the paper will then move to the press section Now, the press section, the the sole purpose of the press section is to increase the sheet solid consistency to ensure that there's adequate drying so that it'll it'll be prepared for the dryer section. When the web moves from the uh, first section into the press section, it starts at about 80% water. When it leaves the press section, it's about 55% water. Now, the press section consists of a series of rolls and suction to remove the water, and the sheet will pass around, over, between, and across these rolls to remove that roughly 25 to 30% of the water content. This section is about 1,500 horsepower, and we'll use roughly three to five motors. Again, these need to be precision-type machines like our RPM AC. Uh, variable frequency drive specific machine. Then the paper will pass into the dryer section. And as the name implies, this this dryer section is used to dry the paper to the point where there might only be five to ten percent of water content. And again, it's it's a series of drums, but these drums or rollers are heated to remove the water. And again, it just passes over, around, and across these drums in a coordinated effort. This requires a lot of power, roughly 2,000 horsepower and maybe 15 motors, ranging anywhere from 15 horsepower to 300 horsepower. And again, this requires a precision-controlled machine like an RPM AC. Following the dryer section, the paper will enter the calendar. 
which is used to put the required finish on the paper. So uh, the calendar is a section of uh, a series of rollers that will put pressure on the paper and, and that pressure creates the final finish that is required or desired on the paper. So the, the real heavy stock, shiny, you know, expensive paper that you'll find, that finish is put on in the calendar section. Following the calendar section, paper will be put on extremely large rolls and then uh, prior to it being moved and slit to the proper width and then re-rolled. And so when, when you have a, a section where you're rolling the paper up, think about, well, think about a toilet paper roll. If, if the paper's moving at the same speed as it's being rolled, when the diameter of the roll is small, it, it has to go slower than when it's big from a linear feet per second perspective. So as the roll gets bigger and bigger and bigger, it goes faster and faster and faster. And that's done through precision control. That's basically the paper machine, Mike. Okay. All right. Well, very nice. Taking a, a step back, you mentioned a lot of the moisture that needed to be removed. So I'm anticipating a ton of humidity in certain sections of this. So some of the motors that you highlighted, they'll they'll be able to have to, to withstand some of these elements, if you will? Oh, no, no question. And if you have the opportunity to tour a paper mill, in addition to seeing the sections that we've talked about so far, if you go essentially into the basement where it's underneath the paper machine, that's where you will find the humidity that you're talking about, because that's where the water ends up. There's a series of pumps and you'll see water on the floor and things of that nature. So yes, there, even on the inside, there, there can be a tremendous amount of humidity. And again, like we talked about already a couple of times, the enclosure of the motor is important and the corrosion resistance is important to withstand the severe environment in the variety of areas of the paper mill that, that we'll see. Okay, excellent. I wanted to touch on something else that you brought up and certain sections of the plant. You mentioned there's still many facilities that, that utilize a, a DC motor because of positioning. There have been a lot of advances moving toward AC and, and, and the use of a, a VFD. Can, can you talk a little bit about where it might make sense to transition from DC to AC in a manufacturing plant? Sure. Traditionally, the way to control and have precision control on a machine like a paper machine was using DC motors and DC drives, but AC motors and uh, precision AC, precision AC motors, precision AC drives have been around for decades now. But there are still paper machines that are driven using DC motors and DC drives. Still a viable way of doing it for sure. But if you're going to do a plant upgrade of any sort where you're disrupting the power infrastructure or making a change to your controls or drive sections, it may be a great time to look at converting those DC machines to AC because DC machines are much more maintenance intensive. You can provide an AC machine that has lower maintenance requirements, but also a more robust enclosure typically than than you might find on a typical DC motor. You'll also improve your efficiency with converting from DC to AC. And we do have a product line that was designed specifically to convert from DC to AC. And I've mentioned it a few times, but it's our RPM AC product line. It is designed and built 
to look like the old Reliance Electric DC motors, the square laminated frame motors. So when we, this is back in the 80s, when we were replacing DC motors with AC motors for the first time, we designed and built the AC motors in the same factory that, that made the DC motors. And we, we utilized uh, similar processes and, and again, making them look similar. It creates a comfort level on the conversion. And these are high precision machines, low inertia, very compact, power dense, and uh, are ideally suited for paper machine applications, as well as other variable frequency drive specific loads. Okay, great. And I found it really interesting because you, you brought that motor up in several places, but pretty much at the very beginning on the, on the hoist, on the crane, and out to the final rollers. So uh, it's definitely a, a product that, that folks in this industry should certainly take a look at. Uh, Todd, uh, last question. Would you mind just, just briefly highlighting the motor line again for, for the listeners, just, just the types of motors that they may encounter just, just plant-wide, just to make sure we, we covered them all? Yeah, sure, Mike. We talked about a variety of applications, and paper mills are, are really interesting places because of the variety of of applications that you'll find. And with a variety of applications come a variety of motors. One application that you and I didn't talk about is pumping. Just like most, most process industry type application, pumping is a big part of what they do. And I've talked about slurries and water and chemical a few times. To move chemicals and water, you need pumps. So even though I didn't mention it, pumps are a big part of this industry as well. So when we talk about the applications, if, if we're looking at discrete applications like pumping, conveying, debarking, chipping, bleaching, et cetera, whether it be a direct online application or one that uses a variable frequency drive, but not require precision control, again, a discrete application. I mentioned our Severe Duty XEX product line, as well as our Severe Duty 841 XL product line, those are both well-suited for harsh environments and provide the performance that, that you need in those applications. Now, when we talk about machines that uh, require variable speed, they may require a wide speed range, whether that be constant torque or constant horsepower, or if they require precision control or both, you're gonna want a, a machine that is built designed and built specifically for variable frequency drive applications. And so I mentioned a couple of them, VS Master and RPMAC. I've talked a fair amount about RPMAC, but our VS Master is a cast iron frame product line, severe duty as necessary, but does provide the wide constant torque speed range that may be required in a variable frequency drive application. You can also add a brake to it, like in the wood yard on the gantry crane legs, you'll, you'll wanna have brakes on those motors. So VS Master Motor is ideal for that. And then of course we have a full line of DC motors if the mill still happens to be DC for those precision controlled variable speed applications. All right. Great. I think that's a great place to stop. But Todd, uh, what a great episode. Thank you so much for talking to us. I know our listeners took away some very valuable information for this industry. Uh, remember, if you'd like more information, always check in with your local sales representative. And we're going to have some resources and some links embedded in, in our podcast. And I hope you keep tuning in to the ABB Solution podcast on your favorite listening app 
or simply by searching ABB Solutions Podcast online. Till next time, friends. Thanks and have a great day.